Hey, welcome to What The Tech, your source for all things tech. On this episode, we're actually gonna be talking about how artificial intelligence is impacting SEO and SEM. We're joined by an expert in AI for marketing, so let's go. Hey, Tony. Uh, I am so happy to have you today with me to talk about this important topic about how, how specifically AI is actually changing SEO and SEM. And so we're going to dive uh, both into that, but also uh, some some basics for people who um, are looking to kind of launch things in uh, 2023. So excited to have you here with me, Tony. Hey, Troy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. For, for this episode, we're actually going to dig deeply into how AI is changing the game for SEO and uh, search engine uh, management as well. And um, and so you're kind of at the forefront of that. You're not only running businesses, you're doing a lot of the, uh, you know, SEO, SEM work for clients um, in a variety of different industries. So I'm excited to kind of jump in here and talk about what is actually happening. So I, I want to ask with AI, what do you think has changed the most um, on this specific topic? Yeah. So I think um, what's changed the most with SEO and SEM with AI, I think it's um, analytics. Um, so, you know, back in the day, you, you'd have to go through a lot of data. You'd have to know the, you have to have really great situational analysis of what's happening with the data, any seasonal any patterns. Um, but with AI today, uh, it can run through analytics pretty quickly, um, faster than any human and provide those insights, uh, without having to spend a ton of time, um, you know, digging through that. Well, what do you, what do you think with with all of this is going to be kind of the response from, say, Google and Bing and all these search engines when it comes to AI created content? Do you feel like it's it's going to favor uh, one side or the other, um, and is it all going to really boil down to a lot of the same factors? It's just going to be at a, a, a faster speed. Um, I think in terms of what Google um, is looking at with AI content, I think at the end of the day, they're really concerned about the users, you know, the people digesting those pieces of content, whether it's AI or not AI. Um, you know, for example, if you're if you're searching on Google and you get a piece of content that's 100 percent written by AI, but it solves your problem and it gives you a great user experience, and you couldn't tell if it was AI or not, I don't think Google is going to have a problem with that because it's really the most relevant, the best solution, best user experience for their users. So it won't have an issue with the source of the writing. I think it, it'll have an issue, though, with um, if you're just you know, cranking stuff out without really focusing on the quality and being thoughtful about what is the user trying to achieve when they do this search query. Um, you know, if, if you're cranking out thousands of blog posts just to cast a wider net so that way you can get all the keywords, uh, Google's going to know what you're trying to do and they'll, they'll probably penalize you for that. Um, but if you're really genuinely authentic, authentically trying to solve somebody's problem and you're using AI to solve that problem faster and getting the same result and a great user experience, I think they won't have a problem with that. So what do you feel, and we talked about pillars the last time we talked, mm -hmm. what do you feel are the pillars of, of quality SEO? And I, I know what they are, but I, I, would you mind sharing those for maybe the people who don't? Yeah. So, um, I think there's, you know, the, the main pillars really are about, 
um, that like, again, user experience for SEO. Um, I always tell my writers, uh, write for people first and search engine second. Like if, if it value, if you provide value, um, to the user, then whatever pillars that you choose, um, is going to be all right. So I think, and I think that's where the human element comes into play. Like, um, if you go to chat GPT and ask, ask, chat GPT to create some content pillars for you. You really have to vet that because it can start to stretch things and try to reach. So, um, for example, I wouldn't go too far deep where like, give me 15 content pillars. I would say, you know, give me 10 and then narrow it down to maybe five or seven and then really focus on that quality, focus on that user experience without having to, um, you know, be enticed by like, well, I want to cover everything, you know, like cover on what that topic what the, those content pillars can support that topic and focus on that value. So when it comes to your process for, you know, trying to rank, um, which is the purpose of both of those, right? Yep. What do you think uh, AI can supplement or support the most As, aside from, you know, content creation, which we've already hit on specifically, like what can AI do to help you uh, rank higher in the SERPs? Yeah. So I think, um, finding those opportunities and gaps to create content is something that AI can, uh, help you massively. So for example, as we all know, it's hard to rank for, uh, a keyword with a lot of search volume that has a lot of commercial intent, but maybe you can use AI to create, okay, what are the long tail keywords that I can use to create content? So that way I can rank for the long tail keywords. And when we talk about long tail, it's really those keywords that are not searched often and usually have more phrases into them. So maybe a three, four or five word uh, search phrase. And what kind of content is out there that uh, we can start to write um, at scale? So that way we're not trying to go against that big giant of a keyword, uh, but we're like these little ninjas that surround, surround the giants. So that way we can attack that kind of uh, industry and monetize that. So, um, I would use AI to find the gaps and opportunities where, you know, the bigger companies or competitors are already ranking for the big keywords, try to rank for the high attainable keywords. Uh, and and we, when we talk about high attainable keywords, you know, like if you go on SEM rush or Ahrefs, there's a, a kind of like a keyword difficulty percentage score and it'll show you, okay, this keyword is really hard to compete with because the top 10 people or top 10 search results on the SERPs have, you know, thousands of backlinks, you know, that takes years to achieve. So, but here's some keywords that maybe is a 10, 20% keyword difficulty. The top 10 in the SERPs have maybe one or two uh, backlinks. That's something that is you know, very attainable within the next couple of months to get a couple of backlinks to a piece of content rank for that. Um, long tail keyword. And then that way you can start to rank as a whole for your brand, um, with like a long tail strategy. And then as you build up your brand, you can start to really go after the harder keywords. So AI can help with those opportunities, help you create content at scale. And then, you know, really create this process where you're not going against that big giant, um, with, with, you know, without the resources. 
you know, I know Adam Infroy is somebody that we both kind of follow and he talks yeah. about blogging and he specifically talks about how you can use it for a variety of different things and affiliate marketing is something that he's really into. Um, but he talks about the, the types of keywords that you go after, just like you're sharing right there. Um, but I'm curious if you could just bring it down to the simplest format. Like uh, you, you mentioned some ranking um, on the keyword difficulty, like how, how easy it would be. So if you're like brand new, you start a new company and you're trying to rank now, you're going after those long term. Uh, those long form, you know, keywords, um, what are kind of maybe some of the scores that you can, can go after? Like, a, you know, a zero to 10, zero to 15, is that kind of the target area? Yeah, I think anything under 25% keyword difficulty um, on SEMrush. Um, and they also have it color coded. So anything that's green or, and the darker the green, I think is like the more attainable it is. So, and you'll see those opportunities um, at scale, you know, the, uh, you, you put in a keyword that you're targeting and it'll give you all the long tail keywords that you could possibly go for. And also, um, let's say you're starting out brand new website for a brand. I, I would recommend using AI to create, um, you know, uh, a lot of blog posts, maybe a hundred blog posts on target keywords that you think you'd want to rank for. And, you know, the, the tools say like, these are really easy to attain. And I would do that hundred as like a test and see which pieces of content actually start to rank and then go back into your tool, SEMrush, Ahrefs, and see which ones actually have moved up. Um, and you're kind of like on the doorstep of the first page, you know? So if you're in the second, third page for those pieces of content, then you can start to, uh, focus and attack those content with link building. So I think, um, you know, just, um, in a nutshell, I would, focus on less than 25% keyword difficulty. I would get some content out there uh, fast and quality, maybe a hundred pieces of content blog posts, see where you land in the search engines, come back and see which ones, which pieces of your content actually has that attainability factor. They're in the, the doorstep of the first page, for example, they're in the second page and then start to focus on that. And then keep doing that process over and over again, because we won't know what's going to rank because it's always, it's never in a vacuum. It's always moving, right? Um, competitors are always trying to outrank each other. So you kind of have to have that data um, first before you start to make bigger moves. Um, and I wouldn't worry too much about which keywords you're going to rank for or what, you know, like I really want this keyword. It's really all up to, um, you know, the all and powerful Google, like they decide what's going to rank and, you're going to get votes from users as backlinks and they're going to, you know, what the people are going to decide which content is the best. And I think, um, really just the, the key takeaways, you know, uh, with keyword difficulty and, and keyword attainability and what kind of keywords you want to go after with SEO. I think the bottom line and the key takeaway, and this has been around for forever with SEO is like, you want to create the best possible content you can with whatever you've got. So if, if, if you can, if you look at your competitors and you think, okay, you know what, I could add on to that number one search result and I can make it 10 times better because I have ex unique experience to make that better, then that's where you can really win with SEO. So like keyword research and keyword difficulty, it's good because you don't, you want a strategy, you want to have some data driven decisions, but at the end of the day, if you cannot make better content than the ones that are ranking currently in the top 10, then you might, no matter how attainable a keyword is or what kind of keyword research you've been doing, you're probably not going to rank just because at the end of the day, it's all about that quality. So 
not everybody can be Neil Patel. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. I saw him, I went to a sell and scale summit in Vegas last year and he, uh, he was a, he, he wasn't the keynote. Uh, Gary V was the keynote, but he was before Gary V. And that guy was, he's like a, he was a genius. He like, he went through so many things. And I'm like, this guy's got to be a robot or an Android because like it was stuff that like, there were a lot of like SEO experts in the room and, um, eight figure sellers on Amazon. Like these people, you know, knew, knew what they were doing. And like Neil Patel was just dropping knowledge bombs after knowledge bombs. So like one day, you know, when I grow up, I hope to be like Neil Patel. I think he's younger than me, but. I still would like to grow up and be like him. So yeah, <laughs> he's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, you have better hair, but uh, oh, other yeah. than that, Thanks. I mean, the guy is the guy's gangster, <laughs> so can't take anything away from that. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's awesome. Um, and a couple of his podcasts I've seen, like he'll do it in his like living room and dining room, and he'll have like a baby stroller in the back, and like you know, he's just like a normal dude, and and like, he just does so many amazing things. So like, mad respect for Neil Patel. Yeah, absolutely. Mad respect. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like, you know, he, he kind of is across all of them. Um, but I do think for, for anybody who's going to be, uh, you know, uh, focused on SEO specifically, because that's a long game, right? Is you're, you're not going to see results tomorrow. You're going to see results in six months, you know, typically. Um, I'm, I'm curious what your perspective is on, you know, this, this, this content that starts to rank. Are you suggesting that you actually go back and rewrite that so that, and then maybe resubmit it to Google Search Console so that it, you know, re-indexes and things like that, so that it starts to push itself, you know, even farther up the the ranking? Is that kind of what you were hinting at? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, a lot of times I get questions on what, you know, what do we do when this algorithm shifts with the Google algorithm does this. And like, I'm scared that my content's going to get penalized. And the answer to that is, uh, I, I feel like there's like really two things that you can do. Like what you just said, number one, just create better content. So like there's a freshness algorithm that looks at the content that you've had. If you have a piece of content that's dated 2016 and you haven't updated it, you know, go update it to be more relevant. If nothing's really changed, you know, provide a little bit more of, uh, insights or maybe some kind of, um, you know, thought leadership on that. And that way your content is now fresh. You know, it's two th 2023 instead of 2016. I think that's going to help with your, uh, content. And to your point with, um, like, let's say you're starting up a new brand and you have new content in your blog. Um, and after you get rankings and you see, okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to rank for this long tail keyword. Yeah. I would go back and, and put on your like, content strategist hat of what can I do to be the number one most relevant for this and authority for this search term. And if you can be the best for that, then update your content. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Just position yourself. Um, you know, that key thing is positioning for being the authority on that keyword and update your content regularly. And then the last thing, the second thing that I was talking about besides um, updating your content regularly is, you know, branding. I think that's really the key thing to combat anything, any shifts with algorithms, any shifts with AI is that your brand is really at the top of people's minds. So if you can create a really strong brand, you're kind of untouchable, whatever algorithm is happening or whatever AI is, is going on and whatever your competitors are doing is that your brand is what people remember. And that's really what you should focus on to combat anything else that changes. But, you know, um, don't get me wrong. It's, it's still very important to, to, to pay attention to what's happening with the algorithms because you might be doing something that's good now, but in six months or a year, they could, um, you know, they could 
totally wipe you out, right? So you have to be, you have to be very careful with what the algorithm's looking at and what they're filtering out. Um, and just one last thing. So like a few years ago, uh, Google focused on EAT, E-A-T, and now they have E-E-A-T. Basically, it stands for experience, expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. So if you can hit on those, um, you won't have to really worry about the algorithm. They just want to make sure that you're genuine, you're doing high quality content, and you're not faking it with AI, um, and you're not trying to game their system with the algorithm. So. Well, I appreciate you coming on here, my man, and giving us a crash course and how both AI is is kind of changing the game, but also just how SEO works and, and how you can rank your business today, um, whether it's on Google or Bing or really anything out there. And I'll go back to what you said first um, is most important. Well, you kind of reiterated it there is that your brand and trustworthiness is the most important thing. And so if you're putting a lot of content out there and it doesn't hit on those signals, that your brand isn't of quality, that there isn't a quality around your content and you know, that, uh, you can't be trusted that Google's not going to trust you either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It all comes down to trust. So, um, with search engines. Awesome, man. Well, I want to thank you for coming on here and Hey, thanks for listening to what the tech we're going to have more episodes next time. Uh, when we're going to be talking about AI for marketing, we're actually going to be talking about email marketing. So looking forward to that. See you next week.